If we can't take her outside, if she can't be around people that have fragrances on, how is she going to go to school? How is she going to have friends? How is she going to do the things that she wants in life? And it just kind of shocks me. Welcome to the Chemical Sensitivity Podcast. It's a podcast that amplifies the voices of people with multiple chemical sensitivity, or MCS, also known as environmental illness, chemical intolerance, and toxicant-induced loss of tolerance, or TILT. The podcast also highlights emerging research about the illness. This episode features an insightful conversation with a woman who has MCS and is the mother of two teenage daughters who also have MCS. My guest has chosen to keep their names confidential to protect their privacy. They live in Colorado in the United States. My guest's youngest daughter is 14. My guest describes her as neurotypical and says she experiences migraines and mild anaphylaxis when she experiences reactions to chemically scented products. My guest mostly speaks in our conversation about her oldest daughter, who is 15, has been diagnosed with MCS and mast cell activation syndrome, or MCAS. She was born with Odahara syndrome. It's a rare type of epilepsy that affects infants in the first three months of life. Her illness progressed into what's known as Lennox-Gestalt syndrome, another form of epilepsy, and she has seizures to this day. My guest daughter is nonverbal, answers yes or no questions with an iPad, and is in a wheelchair. My guest is her primary caregiver. As you'll hear, this requires a lot of energy, commitment, and care. It's through her close connection with her daughter that she's able to understand how MCS and MCAS affect her and how to provide the best possible support. If you're listening and have children with MCS or MCAS, you may find my guest offers helpful insights about the importance of listening to your intuition about their chemical sensitivities or intolerances, that you can back up your intuition with research and above all, to trust yourself in advocating for your children. I hope you enjoy the conversation and find it of benefit. We release new episodes twice a month. The best way to never miss one is to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to help others learn about the podcast. And thanks so much for listening. My name I'm going to let remain anonymous, but I'm 39 years old. I'm a female and um, haven't been experienced MCS for too long, um, maybe the past four years. My daughter is the one who has very severe MCS. She's been experiencing it since 2017 was her big turn. She does have a rare seizure disorder since birth, but that actually wasn't really an issue. We failed several meds, several brain surgeries, but it wasn't until 2017 when we noticed her MCS flares of being basically allergic to everything that her seizures got worse. And just for listeners, your daughter is how old now? And could you please tell us again the other medical condition that your daughter has? Yes, she is 15 now. She had Adahara syndrome when she was born. And when she was three, it progressed in a Lennox-Gestalt syndrome, which is another seizure disorder. She's been technically diagnosed with MCS, but she also has MCAS, which is mast cell activation syndrome. 
but no doctor that I found so far is willing to diagnose that even though we have. And the other conditions that you mentioned, I'm not an expert in those, but essentially that affects your daughter's mobility and how else is she affected? Yes, she is nonverbal. She is in a wheelchair. Everything is full assist. So I have to carry her. I have to help her. If she answers yes, no questions on an iPad, I have to give her wrist support. Everything is done by me, basically. When did you first notice something was up with and start to think, could this be MCS? It was actually right before her wish trip in 2017 when we went to Every single person that walked by with perfume, she'd seem to get this dazed look. Her face would get red and she'd seize more. And then when we slept, we noticed that anytime she would lay down, even though they said it was unscented, because I knew that her skin was very sensitive. So we always use unscented products anyway, because of the skin rashes. Didn't think anything of that because there wasn't really a uh, problem. It just bothered her skin. And then we noticed after she would sleep, she couldn't get up in the morning and she would seize throughout the day. And until we got her fresh air, she wouldn't stop seizing. You mentioned the wish trip. So just for listeners' clarity, the conditions that your daughter has, are those terminal conditions? Yes, she qualified on Adahara syndrome progressed in a Lennox Gestalt, which is a severe regressive seizure disorder. Her life expectancy was two years old and she's now 15. Really sorry to hear about all this. Not only do you have these very difficult conditions, but then you put MCS into the mix. And I just wonder when that first started to happen on that trip, what were some of the thoughts and feelings you had at the time as a parent? I was thinking, oh crap. Here we go again. It was one thing to deal with your child going through brain surgeries. I've always been a very strong woman and very logical and okay, all right, she's got this. Now what do we do to fix it? How can we give her the best life possible? I know her life's going to be short, but I want the best quality of life. That's always been my thought and my goal. And I thought, oh my God, there goes her quality of life. If we can't take her outside, if she can't be around people that have fragrances on, how is she going to go to school? How is she going to have friends? How is she going to do the things that she wants in life? And it just kind of shocked me. So I started throwing away everything in my house that smelled and made sure that every single thing that we did, we only cleaned with peroxide and apple cider vinegar after that. I had a little bit of knowledge because my dad has migraines from chemical fragrances. So I knew that. I did not know that fragrances would lead to her seizing. I, that never crossed my mind. I thought, sure, you know, the inflammation, the redness, the allergies, anaphylactis, no problem. I got my EpiPens, I've got my quercetin, I've got my nettle. I mean, I grew up handling herbal remedies and functional medicine. This was my bag. I know this inside and out, but I thought this is going to break us because this is something that I never assumed that you could go from these little symptoms that would lead to a seizure. And that's what frightened me. And do you see connection between the other and very serious illnesses that your daughter has and MCS? Huge. Um, her seizures were from brain damage, not necessarily damage, but her brain didn't develop in the womb. So I know that she's always going to have seizures. So you have to take that part out of it. But what I didn't know until probably a couple of years ago, I mean, I always knew the gut had something to do with her seizures and the gut had something to do with the MCS and MCAS. So I always focused on the gut and healing those organs. But what I didn't know is how big of a connection with mold toxicity and candida that is really controlling not only MCAS, MCS, but her seizures. So it's in the last couple of years that we've really looked into if we control and get rid of the candida, get out of mold, she doesn't seize. 
she doesn't have the red face. She doesn't look like she's going to, well, have a chemical burn on her face. And now it's like, okay, but the problem is with housing and forgive me, but, you know, greedy landlords and the market right now, all these houses have some sort of mold. And how are you supposed to get out into fresh air when everyone is using chemicals around you? It's really hard to heal the gut when you've got all these external factors contributing to them. When the condition first started to appear, the chemical sensitivity, did you seek out any medical care? And if so what was your experience with that? We were in Texas at the time and my doctor was fabulous, but his knowledge was limited. And he never mentioned anything like candida or mold toxicity because I don't think he knew about it. So his only form of treatment was let's drug her. So let's try all these different antihistamines and nothing worked and they all made her seizures worse. And then she would get chronic uh, sinus infections. It was constant. So it was antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic. And little did I know that I was poisoning her instead of helping her. So I think the chronic in, uh, infections with the antibiotics made things so much worse. And tracing back all of my steps, what I didn't realize is we did in the apartment we had, not only did we have fragrances coming down from everywhere else in the building, but we had water damage. And even though they fixed the damage, the damage was already done. That mold was already building. You couldn't see it, but I noticed a huge decline. And I went back as I've documented everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is where it started. It started here with this water damage. It started with mold. And then I think because she was on seizure medication for so long, she already had a severely damaged gut. So that candida was already kind of there. And then you add in the antibiotics and then you have the perfect storm. And I think I've been battling it ever since. And as a mother, what's it been like trying to figure this out? It involves so much research and, and effort. What, what's that been, been like for you? The research is fine. I love learning and I love the human body. I have a background in functional medicine. I was a neuromuscular massage therapist. I started this journey when I was 14, working with my dad in a vitamin store. Like I love this. So that aspect was honestly kind of fun. I've always taken it as this isn't a burden. This isn't a hard thing to do. This is just another human puzzle that I have to heal. It's not a big deal. The issue was, is Texas tried and they told me we're done. There's nothing you can do. Neuro, GI, pediatrician said there's nothing you can do. And then we decided to move to Colorado for medical marijuana. And they have a program where you can get paid to take care of your own kid. So that, oh my God, I can live. I can make my own money. I don't have to work. I can do this and take care of her. Maybe we can find a doctor. Well, my problem was, is I asked for help. And instead of finding help in Colorado, we found CPS. They told me it was not possible for chemical fragrances to trigger a seizure. And I thought, but you know, it can, can trigger a migraine. Seizures are not that different from a migraine. I know the human body. What are you talking about? Like, this makes no sense. And instead of them helping me and helping doctors, any person that found out about us would call CPS. So my daughter got taken from me because of MCS and MCAS. And I was like, but this is real. I have 3,600 pages of proof. I don't understand. Can you look at it? And I remember a judge, I mean, I was handing her the stuff. She's like, that's not admissible. I was like, I don't understand. There's some, there's not something wrong with me. All you have to do is look at these thousands of pages. Those were like medical or scholarly reports confirming the physiological nature of MCS. And they denied that. Yeah. 
They did. Even my lawyer had a woman, I don't remember her name, but she's in um, New Mexico and she's a person with MCS and she's a doctor. And he had stacks of paper from her that, that she gave us and they wouldn't look at that. The only thing the judge said was, you disobeyed a doctor. How dare you? You're reunited again. That's so great. How long was did you have to be apart? It was nine months. It broke us both, for sure. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. What would you say to other folks with kids about, you know, what to look for? Because it's it's a tough one, right? It's a yes. tough one to sometimes figure out this is really happening. People think that allergies are just allergies. And I would caution against that. You have to think what is going on with the body that you have an allergic reaction to something. Yes, we know that all chemical fragrances are bad, laundry, detergent, candles, plugins, all that stuff. We get that. But with a healthy immune system, you're not going to react. So you have to think of, okay, if I have an allergy to something, whether it's outdoors, and I'm not talking about a food allergy because I understand that happens too, but that also can be a factor. So if your kid has multiple food allergies, it started with being allergic to peanuts and she's never been allergic to peanuts before in her life. Her throat swelled up. So if you're having to go to a doctor because of a rash, throat swelling, one of the biggest things I looked for is her ear or her face having this bright red reaction to something that's a histamine reaction. I'm very lucky I have such a good connection with my daughter because I mean, I can tell by the way she looks, I'm like, you have a headache, you have a migraine. Because, I mean, there's a lot of times where she's not doing okay and she can't type yes or no answers to me. She can't use her little finger and she can't explain. So I'm looking at for eye dilation. I'm looking for swelling. I'm looking for the way she maneuvers her body if she's tired on one side. I'm looking if she's stemming, hitting her head. I'm looking if she's slumping on one side of her body. I'm looking at organ swelling. So I'm going and palpating and touching kidneys and I'm touching, I'm like, okay, your liver's clogged here. Okay. The bile ducts clogged here. And I'm literally physically giving her an exam. Your daughter is with you in the space you're in now, right? In your home. And I get the sense that you're very present with your child. And so for busy lives, how can we tune into our kids and catch this? Yeah. Um, I did work a good, um, 12 hour day before, you know, when I was a massage therapist and I, my, I had the same intuition with my daughter. I think it's quality time. I mean, we don't just sit in front of the TV. I hold her. I talk to her and my other daughter, she has mild MCS, very mild. She just gets migraines like my father does, but any day she came home from school, I would look her over. Hey, how was your day? Tell me the best part of your day. Now tell me the worst part of your day. And it, you learn to catch on to how they say things. And, you know, I could look at my other daughter. She's a perfect example because it's just headaches. And she has got such a high pain tolerance like I do. A normal human would not catch this at all. And she would come home and it would just be this little slight wink of her eye. And I'm like, that's it. Hey, what happened today at school? I noticed you're um, closing your eye. Are you sensitive to light? She's like, yeah, it just seems like it's burning my head today. That was my first clue with her. And it was just this, this little wink. And that's all it was. And it was just because I sat down with her talking over her afternoon snack. That's all it needed to happen. This five minute conversation led to, well, some little girl came in. She smelled like, and it gave me a really bad headache. And I went, oh, you've got to do. <laughs> and because she didn't have the other issues, we're able to feed her well, hydrate her, you know, give her quercetin and she really doesn't have an issue. I think it really just is sit down, talk to your kids, pay attention to how their body is every day. Cause you can tell by the dark circles under their eyes, if they got a good night's sleep, you can tell by if they're the way they're holding their body, if they don't want to tell you something or they're nervous or they had a bad day. I mean, it's really just reading 
someone's body language. And I know it sounds trite maybe, but hug your kids. Mm -hmm. You can feel so much just by holding them. Their heartbeat's going to match yours. You're going to know if they're stiff, if they're tired, if they're sore, just by holding them. And that 30 second to a minute hug is going to tell you more than any conversation ever will. Yeah. Beautiful. Maybe as we move towards wrapping up our chat, what are some of the qualities or the the strengths that you've had to build and how have you done that? It may sound silly because I don't know what I believe in if there is a higher power, but I do believe that a lot of things happen for a reason. And I think the life that I've lived has been very difficult, but it's prepared me for this. But I think that just, I've never ignored my intuition ever. And I think as a parent, you have to have that. You have to say no. That word no is magical, whether it be a doctor, a judge, a lawyer, because I literally stood in front of a judge and said, no, you're wrong. And if you would let me speak, I'll let you know why. I have been with my kid for this many years and I can feel this. And every parent has this connection with their kid and you cannot doubt that. Doctors are going to dig at you and they're going to make you think that you're stupid, but you're not. Parents' intuition is rarely wrong. And I think you have to hold on to that. Yes, you need to back it up by knowledge. Absolutely. But there's always, if you have this nagging little feeling, you know, you're right. Find a way to back up what you feel with studies. I have outwitted doctors time and time again because I didn't ignore my intuition. I've saved her life based on that alone. And it seemed crazy at the time. And now going back, it's like, oh yeah, there's a nice little pattern. Glad I listened to myself. You know what your baby's going through. You know the reason why. Sometimes you just have to wait to find the pathway to help them. But parents know, and I'm sorry, they know more than doctors. You can't ignore that biological bond that you have with your babies. And sometimes it's even not biological. You've been with them, you know them, you feel them. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Chemical Sensitivity Podcast. Thank you very much to my guest for speaking with me on the podcast podcast is produced by me, Aaron Goodman, and Kiana Holland. We release new episodes twice a month. Please subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts to never miss an episode. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to help others find the podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search for the Chemical Sensitivity Podcast or Podcasting MCS. If there's someone you'd like to hear interviewed on the podcast or a topic you'd like us to explore, just let me know. Email me at info at chemicalsensitivitypodcast.org. And thanks so much for listening.